Hi guys, so I received a question from a listener. I'll read it out because it's kind of long. There is one thing I don't know how to solve. How to ignore negative comments without being affected emotionally. It's easier when they come from the people I do not like or from people I don't know. But when it comes from people I like or love or admire, the effect is very strong on me. And it happens a lot in the kitchen. People are entering in the kitchen, see this amazing transformed place which I work like crazy to make it better, and casually ask me, why is this like this, or why aren't you doing this? When it comes from people I love, the more I love them, the more harmful the comment is. Part of me wants to jump to do change the things they talk about. Part of me wants to jump at their throat, and no matter how I respond, the feeling is like I just have a lot of paper cuts. I'm emotionally bleeding. How can I detach from this? So the thing is, why does it affect you so much? I'm just uh, cooking the pasta while I'm talking. So why is it that it affects you so much? There's a lot of different comments that people make, and some of them affect you more than others. If someone criticized you about something else, if someone criticized you about um, what color your shoes are, would it matter so much? I suspect it wouldn't because you wouldn't don't see your own value so much in the color of your shoes as in the work that you do in the kitchen. So it's a lot to do with how we value ourselves. And when you're criticized in an area that you use to to value yourself, to give yourself self-esteem, then it really cuts. And why does it cut more when someone that you care about says it? I imagine that you give more weight and importance to something that people that you care about say. If somebody you care about, you assume that they care about you and you get a lot of your sense of self-esteem from that person's love and care. And if they criticize you in the area where you are building your self-esteem, then it really hurts. So what bit of this is it possible to change? It's possible to change what we, where we get our sense of value. So if you're valuing yourself based on what you do, then anything that changes in what you do can affect your sense of self-worth. For example, children are sometimes taught that their value depends on their success and their grades at school. And this means that if they don't get good grades, they don't feel like they're worth anything and their parents won't love them. But a healthy, well-adjusted child realises, because they've been shown it, that the love is there anyway. The love is there because they are who they are. And any celebration of the fact that they got good grades is just an extra. So this is changing the sense of value from 
something that is done to something that you are. If you can find your value in something, something that you are, then it can never be taken away from you. So what is it that you are? This is the probably part of the reason that people have so much trouble doing this, is because they don't actually know what they are, who they are. So they can't get value from something or give themselves self-esteem for, I am this wonderful person, I don't even know who I am. Now, this can be built from the outside, and it's a large part of good parenting to do this. And from the inside it becomes the inner journey of who am I and what's so good about me? Now you can kind of try and go in a transcendental sense. So who am I? I am the great universal consciousness. And that's cool. And that does give a sense of of high value. Uh, interestingly, there's a there's a concept that people become humble when they become more enlightened. Um, actually, they become very self-confident and aware of how good they are. And the humility is because they're also aware of how good other people are and they can treat people with great respect. But actually, there's not a sense of lowering of your self-esteem and feeling like I am not special, rather there's a sense that you are very, very, very special because you are part of this universal consciousness. Now, as I was saying, this is one way of approaching it, but a more, slightly more down-to-earth way of approaching it is to find what qualities are yours permanently and always. What is it that is you and that is never taken away from you? Sorry, I'm checking the pastor again. Let's see if it's done. A little bit hard, but very close. <clears throat> so, what part of this, what aspect of your personality is permanent? We each have a great gift that we give to the world, that we are always shining, always demonstrating in everything that we do. And many of us are unaware of what that is. Often what we're more aware of is our great curse, our great problem in life. Now, interestingly, they're both the same. The great problem that you have in life is almost always... Well, I've never seen it to be otherwise. So perhaps it is always the greatest gift, just seen in another light. If you say that your greatest problem in life is that you're hypersensitive, then your greatest gift is your sensitivity. And so finding what is this core Weakness and strength, this core gift, is something that can be used to build your sense of value in a way that is 
not affected by anybody's criticism because this is always true no matter what you do or what happens if anyone criticizes it they will likely criticize it in a way that strengthens it they will say oh you're so hypersensitive and if you feel that hypersensitivity is your gift to the world that actually makes you feel good about yourself So let's look for a deeper sense of value. What is it that makes me an important, good, valuable person? What is my gift? It it comes down to what is my genius as well. What is the special thing that I have? Or, if you want to take it the other way, just connecting to that beyond infinite reality of your deeper self and getting your value from there what do you think you can do what's possible for you